Hey, this is Moyano with the Tech Everybody Podcast, and once again, I'm sitting here with my pal, Scott Pfeiffer. It's great to be here, Phil. Always happy to have you, brother. Hey, um, listen, the thing we're talking about today is personal branding, and one of the reasons I bring this up is I think that there are lots of people, I mean, if you're in out in the world trying to sell yourself, having a little bit of a brand is probably not a bad thing. It's a crowded, noisy world that we live in. And having a personal brand helps you stand out and let people know what it is you do. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, I've always asked people, like as an interview question, right? When I was interviewing a lot of people for work, I would say, you know, I walk into a room full of people and the room's in black and white, but you're in color. Why is that? Right. You know, how do you stand out? What is your thing? And I think having something that people know you for is a good idea. Well, I mean, provided that there's a good thing, right? Yeah. You talk a lot of times about renting space in other people's heads. Yeah. And you can't be seven different things and expect to occupy seven slots in different people's heads. You've got to, you've got to have a focus. You've got to know what it is that you want to do and know how to get that across to people so that they can help you. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a brand, if you don't have one of those slots, if you don't have a firm grip on the slot in somebody else's head, they don't know you. They don't remember you. That's right. You know, you go to a networking event and you ask somebody what it is they do. And 10 minutes later, they've told you four or five different things. None of that can stick in your head. You don't have any idea what they do. Oh, that's the worst part, right? I mean, they want to have five slots. I mean, this dude's, I mean, living large, right? I want you to tell me there's eight things. I've got all of the spot, you know, and that's just not it. And I mean, those kinds of cats, I mean, at this point in my life, Scott, they just make me shake my head. And I think I'm just, they get zero, right? That's right. That's right. It's the, uh, it's like the monkey trying to grab the, the fruit out of the, jar. He tries to grab too many, can't get his hand out, and the lion eats him, right? Yeah. So there's really two sides of this that, that are problems, and you need to be somewhere in the middle. And that somewhere in the middle is you need to be able to have a personal brand that's strong enough that people know how you fit in the world, right? Why should I remember Scott Pfeiffer, right? That's and right. And not only so that they can know if they want to do business with you, but so that 15 minutes later when they meet somebody else and they say, hey, I'm looking for a a guy like this, they can remember that that's what you do and and connect you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. One of the the moments, like if I wonder if I've got a personal brand or not, is uh, go into a place where like someone else knows you, maybe even someone knows you well, and they'll say, oh, well, you should know Phil Yanov because he's a blank. And when they tell, whatever they say, you know, that is at least one person's definition of your personal brand. So you can know whether you're doing a good job or not, right? Yeah. If you can hear that conversation or have it reported back to you, you can you can get a real glimpse at how well you're doing. Yeah. And it's so – and I, for example, a lot of times I like – I like being in that spot where someone else has to introduce me into a casual group because it's like, well, I want to know what they what they say about me when I'm not there, right? I mean, this is close enough. Sure. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So – Knowing whether you've got one or not, I mean, that's probably a useful start, but you ought to be able to, to cultivate something, some slot in somebody's head. So, you know, if you're, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a awesome Java developer, or I'm somebody who actually writes code in this way, or I'm someone who, you know what, I'm a cybersecurity guy, right? I'm just the, someone that people come to when they've got is security issues. I mean, and it could even be, 
even something narrow like that, right? You know, even narrower than that, right? You know, I'm access control. I mean, that's the, you know, I've got, I'm really good at getting that software in the place. Or, you know, again, I think of my friend Rick and Rick is someone who helps people split and merge uh, domains, right? I mean, he has one, this one thing that he does and it works out really well for him. Yeah. I help these kinds of people solve these kinds of problems. Right. Okay. So uh, assuming that you've got something there, one of the reasons that we're kicked off this conversation that we're having today is I came across an article that was written sometime back by a guy named Pete Kistler and it was, um, a seven-point guide to bootstrapping your personal brand. And what he'd done is he'd taken some principles that Seth Godin had used for startups, and he kind of used it for personal branding, right? So today, you know, we're you know, if you're a startup, you might actually reverse this back out, and there's lots of good material out there on it. But this, he really kind of focused this on what can I do as a person to get my personal brand out there, right? That's right. You might be a freelancer or you might just be looking for a job. Right. I, I think, I'm, you know, I've got a friend who's, uh, you know, got marketing software experience, right? I mean, you know, really powerful, you know, has learned a lot about HubSpot, knows HubSpot really well. Those skills are in demand by the right people, but she has to be able to communicate that. You know, I think um, it would be good to point out because we're talking about narrowing it down to one thing in people's heads that it might be okay if you do three or four or five things, but in any particular group you're in or any particular person you're talking to, you've got to know your audience and narrow that down. Yeah. Again, you want to make it easy for someone else to repeat it. You know, it's like, Oh, I just, I, I, you know, you know, Scott, he's the Luamo Universal. Well, then you have to explain that. You, know, you just don't want to be in that spot, right? Yeah. Renaissance man. What does that mean? Well, he does a little bit of everything. Well, is he good at anything? I don't know. Right. We don't want to have that spit. So anyway, let's get that personal brand out there. Let's go ahead and do, we're, we're suggesting to our audience, the Tech After Five audience, right? We're here to help them. And one of the things we want to help them with is get that personal brand. And they're going to do this in a whole bunch of ways. There's seven or so, I think, on this list here, right? Yeah, seven. there's seven here. And so we're just going to kind of walk through this in this article and and talk about what people need to be doing, right? That's great. Okay. Let's do it, Phil. So his first step in Pete's article here is uh, start doing something, right? That's right. I, I think this might be the seminal advice of the whole uh, article, right? right? Do Just something. Do something. Right. Get that momentum going. Right. And because and that's the thing that we're uh, – you know, we can be planning this forever. We can be thinking about what we ought to be doing forever. Um, we can think the heck out of this thing. Let's just go actually do something. Let's execute against a plan of getting our brand out there. That's so when we say do something, that means if it's we're going to do networking, that's part of it, then we're going to show up. If we said that part of this is that we're going to have to update our LinkedIn profile, I mean, just that first line, it's got the tag together, right? We're going to go do it. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to get it done. That's right. Write a blog post, write a LinkedIn article, just do, call somebody and have a coffee. Whatever it is that's on your plan, go do it. All right. Momentum. So number one, do something. Number two, position yourself against the brand leader. This was kind of an interesting idea. And basically when he's talking about, and this again, this is a Seth Godin spot primarily for a business, but you know, how do you fit into the world against things that someone might know already? Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm a, if, if you're in a professional space, you want to be able to say, well, I'm like, X, right? Whoever that is. What is the, who is the lead in what you're doing or what might people know that they'd understand already? Yeah, I think it's important here 
to know what your competitive advantage against the brand leader is, right? So maybe you have better quality. Maybe you have better service. Maybe you have a better price. And you can say, you know, I'm as good as Avis, but my prices are lower. Yeah. So that that's a classic example, right? right? But I solved this problem in a way that somebody else doesn't do it. You know, think of our pal Matt, who's down the hall down here, right? And his whole thing is he can do, you know, in his case, his technical ability is he is able to bring you print resources in a way that nobody else can do it. Now, what is it? You know, he's just like some big time printer, but the fact is he's better at sourcing than they are. You know, they always have to go to the same place because they're big. He knows a whole bunch of people, so he can source this better. Right. And so by positioning yourself against a brand leader, that helps tell people what you do and it helps tell people why they might want to choose you instead of that brand leader. Right. So I'm just like the big guys, except I'm cheaper or I'm just like the big guys, but I deliver it in two days or I'm just like, you know, I'm just like the big brand, but uh, quite frankly, we offer custom service and for them it's one size fits all. Exactly. Yeah. could be in any of those things. All right. Number three in this be freakishly persistent. Yeah. And this kind of goes along with do something. Uh, and I guess I would say keep doing something. Don't get discouraged. Keep doing it. You know, John Warner, when we did that uh, podcast on how to raise a million dollars, told us that the key to raising a million dollars was to keep asking people, that most people stop after 90 people tell them no, and it might be the 110th person who tells you yes. That's freakishly persistent, and that's I think that's the key to success in a lot of areas. Your first... 10 LinkedIn articles might get hardly interviews, but your 11th one might blow up. Your first 10 times you go up to tech after five, you might just sort of lay the groundwork and meet people. And the 11th time's the time that you actually make that well, connection. Well, it's, it's keep showing up, right? And I, the thing is, I don't know if it takes a 10 or 11 times to do it, but the thing is, it's not one. I mean, that'd be just dumb luck. Right. I mean, it could happen, but the idea is how can we make this work better? And the way you do this is you keep showing up. So his be freakishly consistent. And that is just keep showing up when no one expects it, right? Yeah, the guy that shows up always beats the guy who doesn't show up. Right. Number four in this list of uh, building your personal brand is associate with winners. You know, I like this one. And I especially like when he talks about angry customers or vendors or employees really make you sorry. And I think that especially when you're just starting out and you're sort of a little bit desperate, maybe you've got a little fear, you'll take on work or deal with people that you really know you shouldn't and you'll always regret it. Right. So it's whether it's customers, he lists customers, employees, vendors, peers, taking something that's substandard that you know is not good. I'm sorry, is not good, is not good for you, right? That's so right. if I deal with a bad customer and if people say, well, you know what? He deals with those guys down the street, and they're kind of shady. With, again, whether it's a customer, a vendor, or a peer relationship. I mean, you know, but somehow they're, you're relating. So why not pick what you are going to do, right? I mean, pick the people you are going to work with. Associate with winners in that space. That's right. The longer, the longer I go in business, the older I get, the more it matters to me the people I'm dealing with as opposed to the subject matter or, or the money or whatever. I want to do business with people I like and people I respect and people I trust. It's a, you know, it's a truism that when you lie down with dogs, you get up with fleas. I know that you and I both have stories of customers that we've ended up firing. 
Absolutely. Right. And, and the point was, I mean, you know, it's like, it just, and, and for me, it was sort of a non-judgmental. I mean, I wanted this to be non-judgmental. This just doesn't work. It's just. I can't be the right person for you. I, and this is not going to be a good relationship for us. And it is wonderful to be in that spot where I can say, now we're not going to do this. Yeah. Um, it, you don't have to sit in judgment of someone. You just can say, this doesn't work for us. You might be the best customer in the world for somebody else. Not a good customer for me. Let's both move along. Right. All right. So we're going to associate with winners, and that was point four in this. Okay, number five in the list is, uh, Scott, it says, do favors for free. Talk to me about how you play out that idea. You know, I think this one really melds into the next one, which is be a connector. But the idea is that you do nice things for people without expectation of return. Phil does this thing. I find out that Bob needs somebody who does that thing. I put them together. I'm not expecting some kind of finder's fee or to get paid for that. I'm just doing it because I'm trying to help my friends. Right. And people think even without saying it, people understand when you're doing something because you're trying to be a good person and help and when you're being mercenary about it. And I think this can take a whole lot of... Um forms, right? The, uh, the idea of doing favors for free. You know, you give the example of being a connector, but I might even be delivering information to you or something like that that you might find useful. But it, it, there might be something that you ask me to do and you'd say, hey, you know what, I'm looking for X or you know, do you know somebody that could do Y? And you'd say, you know what, let me, yeah, I, I do know somebody. Let me make that introduction for you. Yeah, that happens all the time. People will call me and say, hey, do you know somebody who does X and I don't, but I know people who might know. And I say, you know, you know what? Let me call a couple people and I'll get you a name and right. I get back with them. It's easy. I don't try to charge them anything for it. It's just a nice thing to do. And it creates a positive impression in that person's mind. And that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about personal branding. We're talking about them knowing what you do and having a positive impression of you as being helpful and smart and nice and that sort of thing. Right. So. I, I think it's a great idea. And, you know, of course, we talk about the law of reciprocity. I just like the idea of saying, when I do something for somebody else, hopefully one day in the future, they'll think fondly of me when they need somebody who does the kind of thing I do. If they don't, it just is what it is. But, uh, you know, That's I'd like right. to think someone would think nice things about me. Sure. You know, and it can be as easy as, you know, I saw a thing on LinkedIn. Somebody was looking for a particular gig. I forwarded it to a guy I know did that sort of thing. Or someone wrote an article. And I see it, and they're a friend of mine. I read it. It's interesting. So I make a comment. I share it, you know, trying to help them out, trying to help them get reach. Right. So you made a good point here. This five and six were kind of together. Number six is be a connector so that you can, but it is specifically to establish a strong peer group in this case, right? So you want to be a connector of other people. But again, you want that, you want to have a good, solid network of your own, people that you can reach out to that are resources for you that you trust. Well, that's exactly right. And, you know, when I, if you're a small, let's say you're, you're trying to actually be a freelancer in some uh, segment, you know, we want you to know what it is you do and be able to tell people what it is you do. But probably that business you're in is much broader than that. And you're not going to try to do everything. Right. But it's good if you can build a good peer group of people that you know will take care of your customers, that you can refer them to, that. Uh, you can rely on. They're not going to try to steal your customer. They're not going to let your customer down. Right. All right. So that's our number six. Number seven, partner and work with bigger brands. That's people or companies. You know, this is a really neat idea, Phil. And it is that 
you know, in your space and maybe it's not the bigger brand that you're comparing yourself favorably to, <laughs> right. but in your space, there are bigger brands probably, and they're out there doing business, but they are large and they are bureaucratic and you are small and agile. And it may very well be that you can do things um, faster than they can or cheaper than they can. And rather than just try to compete with them, you might be able to get outsourced work for them from right. them. So I mean, there's that bit. I think that's one component of it, right? But the other, the other piece of this too is also that just as you know, why not if you're going to go out and help somebody as a, you know they're going to be your customer? Why not pick some marquee client for this, right? Someone whose brand draws your brand into the limelight while you're doing it, right? So you might be getting cash and reputation when you do this, right? Yeah, I want customers that's with cachet, right? Sure, absolutely. I, you know, I. You, you get the work, you know, I'll, I have done some writing for NetApp and Microsoft and that stuff's great because you, they need these things done. They don't have the resources in house to do them. So they hire that work out. It's well-paying work because they're Silicon Valley people paying Silicon Valley rates. I'm in South Carolina, but the added benefit is if I'm trying to tell somebody in South Carolina um, that I do some writing, I can name them as customers and my cachet goes way up, right? Right. So you, and basically, it's it's kind of a brand lending thing, right? I'm working with these big cats; they trust me. You should be able to trust me as well, right? Exactly. With your work. So I think that's good. Anyway, I thought this was a good list. This the, the idea of this episode was to kind of provide a quick hit on some seven things that you could be doing to deliver a personal brand, right? You can go back through these. Um, but it was uh, start doing something today. Number one, number two, position yourself against the brand leader. Number three, be persistent. Number four, associate with winners. Number five, do favors for free. Number six, be a connector. And number seven, partner and work with bigger brands that can pull your brand forward, right? Right. And, you know, these are seven um, ideas that Pete Kistler distilled from Seth Godin's work on startups. You don't have to use these seven. You can use different ones. But I think we go back to his first point. Do something. Yeah, do Get in the game. That's right. Doing something is going to put you so far ahead of the cat that does nothing. And don't say, oh, it's not going to be perfect because, you know, that'll just stop you from getting started to begin with. So we want you to build a brand. We want people to know you. We want when you come to our events or go to any event, we want people to remember you for all the right reasons. And so we've just given you seven ways to pull it off. Scott, thanks so much for helping me out today. Thanks, Phil. It's always great to be here. All right.